Live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome into the Dayway Nebraskan show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. The Dayway Nebraskan is UNL's only independent student newspaper. I'm Ben Droz, one of the sports writers at the Dayway Nebraskan, and I'm joined here by Anthony Rubick and Marissa Cross, both of the assistant sports editors at the Dayway Nebraskan. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing well. Yeah, doing well. How about you? I'm hanging in there. You know, it's Monday, so first show of the week. Got to keep getting used to, you know, staying up this way and doing a show. You know, I, it's only, has it been a month since we've been doing it every single night? I think we started first week in. Yeah, I think so. It's been like a month. I think we started maybe next week will be because we started right when uh, we started right when school started. So I think that was like the 20th. So maybe next week will be a month. But isn't that crazy how time has flown? Yeah, I know. It seems like just yesterday. Yeah, like. Man, it's been so much fun, and, you know, we're not going anywhere until, you know, spring break, probably, when we might take a couple days off, because people need breaks. We need breaks, too. <laughs> we deserve them. But with that, we're going to start the show off with um some Husker basketball talk, both men's and women's. Men's basketball played uh, Penn State over the weekend, got a big win over Penn State. Nebraska needs to keep grinding out those wins. And then women's team is going to be playing uh, – I'm um, breaking on the team tomorrow. Northwestern. Northwestern. I think, yeah, that sounds right. I didn't have the schedule pulled out, and then I had a brain fart. Yeah, they play <laughs> Northwestern tomorrow. Uh, we're definitely recap, have instant recap after that game. We'll have one of the writer who's call, uh, covering that game. We'll have him call in. So that'll be fun for tomorrow's show. But first, we kind of want to preview that game and then kind of recap what happened with the men's team. So we're first kind of touch on men's basketball. Uh, I'm not going to say it was like a impressive win over Penn State but it was just a a much needed win and Nebraska's just got to keep going because I mean it's an easier schedule as you know the season's winding down the regular season we knew it was going to be an easier schedule some of these are kind of trap games it seems like but Nebraska keeps getting it done yeah the first half of offensively on Saturday it was really what you would have expected for Nebraska they looked like a team that had not played the past week Mm -hmm. they struggled shooting the ball outside right out the gate and that kind of stayed with them throughout the whole game they improved a little bit in the second half which really helped them get get pull out this win but what really kept them in it from start to finish was just their defensive performance yeah holding Penn State to 49 points that's the lowest uh, amount they've held a Big Ten opponent to all season and yeah it was just a great game defensively and it really shows you that while, yes, it's Penn State, a team that's towards the bottom of the Big Ten, is a team that's quite similar to the rest of the teams they're playing throughout the regular season. And to see them go out on a game where they only hit four three-pointers, shoot four of 21 from behind the arc, it's their defense and their ability to score points in the paint that really gets them that win. Yeah, Nebraska, ugly first half. Might have mm-hmm. been the ugliest first half of basketball or even just the ugliest half in general that we've seen so far this season for Nebraska. And there's been some ugly ones. You want to talk about the second half of Minnesota, the whole Rutgers game. <laughs> it's up. Like, it might top all of those. That first, but the fact that it was such an ugly first half, but Nebraska still led. That was due to their defense. We knew Penn State coming in, this 
Like, they're kind of the complete opposite of Michigan. Michigan has a pretty good offense. Their defense is in shambles. Penn State has a pretty good defense. Their offense just doesn't have any kind of a spark. So, it wasn't surprising Nebraska's offense came out flat to start. Like you said, they were off for a week. The last time Nebraska had a week off, they went. They had to play Creighton at home and then Minnesota on the road. Nebraska lost both of those. So, it was kind of expected they come out slow. I wasn't expecting it to be that slow. That was it was honestly kind of ugly to watch, but we all still watched it. Nebraska was able to take uh the weed into halftime twenty eight to twenty two. I mean, they only held Penn State to twenty two points in the first half. Like that is I don't care what team in the Big Ten that is. If you're holding them to twenty two points, that that's a pretty good performance. Yeah, it was just really dominant. Nebraska really dominated on certain stretches throughout the game. Penn State really they had at least three, maybe four multiple time multiple 2 minute plus droughts throughout the game including once in the second half where they went nearly 4 minutes without a point and that's really where Nebraska was able to capitalize there they were just they played great def- defense obviously Penn State not known for their offense not especially without Kanye Clary who is off mm-hmm. the team now that yeah. came by a surprise today a Big 10 power rankings going to need someone new to talk about when I'm <laughs> covering the Nittany Lions but yeah what uh, happened with him? Sorry, I missed that. It was it was weird. I don't know exactly. He was injured um, a couple games before and was coming off the bench, but he didn't travel to Nebraska for this game. And uh, Mike Rhodes, Penn State's coach, was asked about it post game, and he gave like a very like uncl- yeah very vague answer. He was just like yeah he just wasn't ready to go today, like something around that around that he didn't go into uh specifics, specifics with yeah. that so definitely something to monitor going forward yeah that's it, it's interesting but like you said penn state just was it just last year when penn state made a run in the big 10 tournament yeah and they made her on the nc yeah that was just last year i'm not like it's, it's completely kind of, different team though different i know t- i get that yeah i get that i'm not saying that they were supposed to do that again this year but like it's just the fact that I don't know. Even though they lost a lot of their talent, it's still like, man, Penn State played really good last year. You mm-hmm. think they'd, you know, a Weesby, maybe a middling team in the Big Ten. They're, 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 they're one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, but then they were playing good at that moment. They yeah. were. They went on a three-game win streak. Then they lost their last two games before, before Nebraska, but those were games against Northwestern and Michigan State, two of the better teams in the Big Ten. And even then, they managed to lose only by single digits, so... To really lose by 19 and only put up 49 points against Nebraska was very surprising. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I kind of expected it to be a grinded out kind of a game just because, like you said, the week off, Penn State has a really good defense. So I wasn't surprised, like I said. The thing I was looking at heading into this game was the turnovers. Nebraska only committed 13 turnovers. Well, that's maybe a few more than you want. Against a team like Penn State, that's that's okay. I'm okay. I, like I'll take Nebraska should take 13 turnovers against Penn State, who's one of the best in the nation at forcing turnovers. You'll take 13 any day because yeah. Nebraska struggled with turnovers this season. Yeah, Penn State I think averages 16 a game. Yes, yeah. so that's crazy. Yeah, 13. They won the turnover battle. Penn State. Yeah, they won it barely. Turn, yeah, they turned it over 14 times, but yeah, it was <laughs> a just, win's a win. Yeah, yep. But um, yeah, Nebraska 15 points off the turnovers. Penn State only had 10. So. Weren't able to do much after the Nebraska giveaways, but 
Yeah, I think really what switched in the second half was the, there was some sort of offense that showed up, and a lot of it came in the paint. And I think that is very vital for this Nebraska team going forward. Uh, Coach Hoiberg said in his post-game interview, when you shoot 4 of 21 from 3 and mm-hmm. win by 19, that is a good sign for this team. Yeah, 19%. It was just an ugly— they, The Penn State shot 21. Nebraska shot 19%. That Yeah. And that I mean, in case say Tominaga had three out of the four three pointers, he was the yeah, only he, he was the only guy that, really doing anything. Yeah, combined they are like, what was the entire rest of the team? He was three of eight, so the rest of the team was one of thirteen. If the good. math is mathing, one of thirteen. Yeah, that's not not too good. Who's the other guy that hit the three? Oh, Mass. Uh, Mass. He hit a Woo! nice transition three. Yeah, there. I remember that. I remember that. Um, but yeah, good good win for Nebraska. Needed win. Um, Penn State. I feel like they're, they're like even though they may be one of the bottom teams of Big Ten, it's still a Big Ten team, a conference win. Nebraska couldn't really afford to lose this one. Nebraska, in my opinion, kind of has to stay undefeated the rest of the way at home. It's these road games coming up, the three road games against Indiana, Ohio State, and Michigan. Nebraska needs to get two of those. And me and Justin are probably going to recap, uh, not recap, we'll preview the uh, Indiana game more tomorrow, so we don't really want to go more much into that, but I kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on whoa, I just moved my mic. I kind of want to get you guys' thoughts on uh, what do you feel like I know I kind of asked this in the past, but what do you feel like Nebraska needs to do down the stretch to kind of secure their bid in the NCAA tournament? Um, I've been saying a long time, I'm, geez, I can't talk. Um, five games left I think they need to win four out of those five. I think I agree, and I think they can afford to lose a road game. They cannot afford any home losses. Those would be seen as a bad loss. And Ohio State just beat Indi- or not Indiana, just beat Purdue. Yeah, at home the other day, pretty much cementing that matchup on Leap Day to be a quad one road opportunity for Nebraska. Like, yeah. And if, if they win that game. I mean, yeah, I think I, what what I saw, Nebraska's beaten. It'll be, if they beat Ohio State, it'll be their fourth quad one win of the season. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, obviously, Wisconsin-Purdue. The Michigan State win, that was a quad one win. And then Ohio State would be a quad one win. I don't know how Ohio State's a quad <laughs> one win. Seems like it should be a quad two. But according to metrics, it's a quad one game. They're quad one opponents. So I don't care if it makes the resume look better for Nebraska. Nebraska shouldn't care either. Nebraska should be able to take care of business against Ohio State. If I was going to say, I think Indiana is probably going to be the tougher opponent, maybe on the road. What do you think? I th- I think Ohio State, especially after the Purdue game, you kind of see, like, they're a team that's really playing with nothing to lose. Obviously, mm-hmm. fired Chris Holtman. Mark Delber is uh, the new interim head coach right now. And then they still have talent. They have Bruce Thornton, who... Had an amazing game against Purdue, 22 points, came up big down the stretch. They got guys like Jamison Battle, Roddy Gale. They have the talent, and they showed that they can defend home court against the team, against the number two team in the country, against a team yeah. that hadn't lost since the Nebraska game. It was looking mm-hmm. like they were going to run their way through the rest of the regular season. So I think that Indiana tomorrow is pretty much a must-win game for Nebraska just because of this new momentum that Ohio State has. Yeah, 
I kind of agree with that. The only reason I would have been more confident about the Ohio State game is just because Mass had such a great game. And I'm not saying he needs to replicate that, but I just feel like Mass, like, there's just no one on Ohio State, in my opinion, that can really stop Mass. I feel like Mass will have another really strong game. Alex Ben bringing the energy these past few games. I just think Nebraska's bigger lineup against Ohio State. I, I just, I'm, I'm feeling confident about that game. Indiana won. It just, for whatever reason, it just feels like a trap game because Nebraska had a huge losing streak before they beat him at home this season. Are they going to get two in a row against Indiana? I mean, you never know. Indiana, I know they're not a great team this year, but it's still just, that one feels like the biggest trap game the rest of the way. I, it, it is, and I can't point to any metric or anything of why it feels that way for me. It, it just does. Indiana played Nebraska pretty close in that first half. Nebraska kind of pulled away towards the second half in that home game. But then again, that was a while ago. So it's going to be kind of a completely different Nebraska team and a completely different Indiana team when they face on Wednesday. But with that, let's kind of move to the women's side of things. Nebraska did not have a great game against Ohio State in their last game. Coming up tomorrow, they're going to have Northwestern at home. And Nebraska seems like a team that if the season were to end right now, they'd be an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, if they ended today, they'll probably be around that eight, maybe seven seed line. Kind of similar to the men's team. Yep, kind of similar. Bit. I feel I feel more confident with the women's team right now mm-hmm. as getting a spot in the tournament field. But they're going to have to finish strong throughout this the rest of the year, which there's three games left in their regular season, and they're all very favorable matchups. Playing against teams that they should should win, two of them at home. Then one at Illinois the last day of the regular season. But Nebraska had a great game over the weekend against Purdue. Beat them for the second time this year, this time on the road, 77 to 65. Alexis Markowski, 2020. 2020, yeah, yeah. Markowski's been, I, I was kind of critical of Markowski last year. I think I might have said this before uh, on an earlier day of the show, but um, she, it just felt like, when Markowski went against post players that were like to her caliber, she would kind of underperform a little bit. You can tell that Markowski's is so much more comfortable in the post on offense. We knew what Markowski can do on defense. Like she can play both ways. She's the reason, like she's the star player on Nebraska's team for a reason, but it was kind of the offensive game when she's going against, you know, the talented bigs in the big 10 conference. And you no, know, when they get into the NCAA tournament, there's a lot of talented bigs, in college basketball for women's can't like can she compete against them her she kind of it kind of felt like last year she kind of only had like two three post moves and if those didn't work it kind of just she kind of just throw it up she feels a lot more confident this this year and you can just tell the growth from her freshman year sophomore year now to her junior year yeah she's just been getting better and better year by year and it's just all really shown in this year. She's having an amazing year, averaging 16 a game, nearly 11 rebounds. Averaging a double-double. Yeah. I think while Jazz Shelley has, obviously, reigning player of the week, has had her, um, an amazing game against Iowa, I think Markowski had, has been the Huskers' best player so far this year. Oh, yeah. Or throughout, through and through. Another player who I've really liked, especially as of late, she got her first career start this weekend against Purdue. Logan Nisley, uh, she's a freshman guard. She had 18 points, tied a career high. And yeah, she's just another person that's getting better as the year goes on. 
She had a great game against Iowa, 15.7 rebounds off the bench. She's just really seeing her seeing her playing time grow along with just her play style. And I think that she's, she'll be a mainstay for the rest of the season in the starting lineup. They're starting Kendall Moriarty right now. Obviously, she offers great defense. They moved mm-hmm. Darian White to the bench this past game. Not quite sure about that. She had zero points, uh, only one assist, but she did have three fouls, so in foul trouble. Didn't really get the chance to really get going when you have three fouls in a game, mm-hmm. playing very limited at that point. So it'd be very interesting going forward if they keep her on that bench roll or move her back into the starting lineup, but you're going to have to take someone out then. Yeah, Nebraska's opponent tomorrow, again, Northwestern. Northwestern, one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten, just 8-17 and 17 overall, 3-11 and 11 in the conference. They're 2-8 and eight on the road. Not a great Northwestern team. This seems like a game Nebraska should be able to get. And Nebraska this season has been really good at taking care of business. Nebraska maybe hasn't gotten a lot of those top wins, you know, outside of the Iowa victory. They've kind of, against kind of the top teams they've gone against, Nebraska's kind of not played as well. But Nebraska's taking care of business. Every game, it feels like Nebraska should have won, have won. Outside of maybe that Rutgers game, is, yeah, I think that's the Rutgers. one I'm thinking of. Yeah, so... Outside of that one, Nebraska's done really good. You know, every team has a bad loss. So they've done really good at taking care of business. Nebraska should be able to beat Northwestern this week. Tomorrow, what do you guys, do you guys think Nebraska's going to beat Northwestern tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I mean, just basically what you said, I think that they've showed that they can take care of business and get those wins that they need to. Um, and Unlike the the men's team, I don't think they struggle as much on the road, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're just a little bit more reliable um, in that aspect. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, or I can see Markowski like, having another big night. And um, yeah, I think they're going to do well against Northwestern. Yeah, I think the same. I, I think obviously the Ohio State game was a little bit of a setback, but you're playing the number two team in the country. Yeah, Ohio State's so good. Yeah, and not having the luxury of doing it on your home court like against Iowa. Really had a nice bounce-back game against Purdue. And, again, there's players that step up alongside Markowski and Shelley every night. It was Nisley last game. Wouldn't be surprised if someone like Natalie Potts or maybe even someone like Jessica Petrie off the bench. Just there's, It seems like they have really nice depth on this team. I mean, Kendall Cooley played 17 minutes, longest, most playing time she's seen in a long time against Purdue the other day, had six points, so every, three assists as well. So everybody has a chance to contribute on this team, and you're, you're going to have Shelly and Markowski always getting their 10, 15 points, yep. it, but then you're also going to have at least one or two other players step up with them. Yeah, and the nice thing is you kind of never know who that third person is going to be mm-hmm. for Nebraska, so... It's kind of hard to scheme against that. You know, Shelly and Markowski are the top people. I've kind of said who's going to step up as the third person. It's kind of just been a different person every night. So it's kind of, it's been really fun to watch this team. We'll have to see how they play tomorrow. With that, we have to throw it to break. When we come back next segment, we're going to recap, we're going to recap baseball and softball for Nebraska this past weekend. Baseball, after getting a big win against Baylor, kind of struggled. Softball, though, had a pretty good weekend. So we'll cover that and more right here on the Daily Nebraskan Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.